Lindell TV is pleased to present the Sentinel Report with your host, Alex Newman. Alex has written for a wide array of publications in the United States and abroad. He currently serves as a contributor to Epoch Times and foreign correspondent and senior editor for the New American Magazine. Alex is the author of several books and has been a guest on countless radio and television programs and is a much sought after conference speaker. Alex is best known for his reporting and research that has exposed the dangers and agenda of globalism. As the father of five children, Alex is working to defend faith, family, and freedoms from the hostile philosophies and ideas that are contrary to the Bible and the United States Constitution. And now, here is your host, Alex Newman. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Sentinel Report here on Lindell TV, Frank Speech, or whatever network you are watching us on. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, just incredible day today. Obviously, I'm not in my regular studio. I'm actually at a sibling's house. I was just in Tallahassee meeting with some people, and uh, we have a very special guest for you today. In fact, so special, we're going to cancel our news segment and just uh, spend our time with our guest. Before we get there, though, our Bible verse for today is Psalm 130, verse 5. It says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. Good message for today, right? We should hope in the Lord, we should wait on the Lord and in his word. Uh, our guest today, we're just going to get right into it, Dr. Joseph Latipo. He's the Surgeon General of my state, Florida, uh, and in my opinion, uh, the best Surgeon General of any state, uh, one of the few with the courage to buck the narrative and speak out publicly. Uh, he is um, just, uh, he got an incredible biography. Uh, he was uh, actually immigrated to the United States from Nigeria. Um, he got an MD and a PhD in health policy from Harvard University, and we won't hold that against him. Uh, he was a professor of medicine at New York University and the University of California at Los Angeles. And um, he got a lot of attention nationally because he was speaking out on um, some of the fear mongering, some of the uh, really draconian policies, the lockdowns, the mandates and all the rest of it. Uh, so him and uh, our governor here, Ron DeSantis, really made waves nationally. They were uh, strongly criticized by the establishment media. And yet uh, it now looks in retrospect like they were correct. Uh, Dr. Latipo also has a, a new book out. It's called Transcend Fear, a Blueprint for Mindful Leadership in Public Health. Dr. Latipo, thank you so much for joining us today. It's uh, really an honor to have you on the program. Uh, before we start in, into your book and, and the policy issues, give us a little background on, on you and your life and, and how you ended up as uh, the state surgeon general of Florida, despite the opposition from the media. Sure. Thank you. for Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, I wasn't on the media's radar until I became Surgeon General, so that helped. That made that a lot, a lot easier to do. Although they, they've, they've been busy um, since then with, with attempts to, to try and bring me down. You know, they seem to have a lot of fun trying to do that. Well, you, you're right. So I was born in Nigeria. I was a professor. I went to medical school at Harvard. I was very lucky to go there. I received a PhD in a research science field. And I worked as a professor and a physician at NYU and then subsequently at UCLA. And during my time at UCLA, I, I led multiple NIH funded clinical trials. And then the pandemic came and I started writing in addition to my day job, working, taking care of patients and doing research. 
And that writing, you know, UCLA went one direction and my writing was going another direction. And fortunately, Governor DeSantis's office called me and helped me extricate me from that bad marriage uh, between me and UCLA. Well, I, I'll tell you what, I'm certainly glad that uh, that all that happened, because uh, truly, I think we are very blessed here in Florida to have you as our Surgeon General. Um, you know, before we get into your book, I want to ask you about some of the positions that you took that at the time were very controversial. We had the media, I mean, shrieking about it. You recommended against giving these COVID vaccines to children. Uh, in fact, uh, more recently, you even came out with a, a public statement through the Florida Department of Health uh, recommending that people my age, in fact, uh, young males, not take it as a result of some of the problems that we were seeing with uh, the, the heart issues. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Uh, I mean, you know, what motivated you to speak out? What was the reaction? And uh, what do you think in retrospect? Was that the correct call? You know, it's interesting. So I haven't studied this idea of mass psychosis that people like Dr. Malone and others have spoken about. But so I haven't studied it. But there, there definitely is a phenomenon that's bigger than groupthink. It's almost population think or, you know, almost as wide as wider than community think where at this point, because it's interesting, because at this point, I feel I feel very, very I, I always knew it was I, I knew it was the right call to recommend against the COVID-19 vaccines for children. I, I knew it was the right call back then, but it was also a very uncomfortable call. So many people, you know, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Medical Association, universities around the country, other organizations rushed to defend the use of these these COVID-19, these mRNA COVID-19 vaccines in children. When we made that call back in February or March, around whenever we we, we made that announcement. But now. Whereas it was, it was very uncomfortable. Even though it was the right thing, to do, it was very uncomfortable to do back then. Well, now, I mean, you, know, you look around. The uptake for the mRNA COVID nineteen shots in little kids, it's so low. I mean, over ninety percent of parents have said no, thank you, to giving these mRNA COVID nineteen vaccines to their kids. So now it's much more comfortable. But at the time, so right now, the the group essentially parents have voted with their feet. But back then there was there was everyone was already oriented toward the idea that these products should go in little children. And that was the norm. That's what should happen. And how we were able to do that at a time when everyone was pointing this way and we were saying, no, 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 this is the truth over here, is that we were able to just look very clearly at the data and evaluate the question in a way that wasn't biased or 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 pregnant with 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 investment. And you know, I talk about that some in the book, but essentially there's this there's this pre you know, what do I, in the book, I refer to it as, you know, it's essentially a type of conditioning or, or you know, brainwashing is a strong term, but it's, it's essentially that there's a, there's a way of thinking about vaccines that people learn during medical school and it, it limits their ability to actually think critically about the products. 
Yeah, and you know we've had a lot of um, really wonderful medical experts on this program and on other platforms where where I host shows. Uh, you know, Dr. Malone, you mentioned uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, and and they're raising these really serious concerns. And uh, you know, gradually it, it, when it first started, I, I had Dr. McCullough on a very very early on when the vaccine was just being rolled out, and he was just very cautious. He said, "Look, we're seeing some danger signs in the VAERS data. You know, I want uh, people to to look into this in more depth. By the way, we have early treatment protocols, uh, and gradually over time." time, uh, they, they are turning more and more toward arguing that there was even some malintent, that there is even some corruption here. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on kind of the public health establishment? Dr. Anthony Fauci, we had, of course, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, and he was saying, uh, he, he told me that, you know, th these people are just absolutely criminals. Uh, where do you fall on this? I mean, do you think these people were just naive? Are these just mistakes that they made? Was there conflict of interest? What's going on with the public health establishment that so many people could have gotten it in, in retrospect, what looks to be like so wrong? Yeah, that's a great question. And obviously not being able to read the minds of other people, what what I do use is my own intuition and frankly the intuition of my wife who one of the gifts that she's received from God is just profound intuition. She's able to decipher things that I have no idea how she's able to do, to, to do those things. And, you know, my sense is that there was, there was really a mix of different things, sort of a, 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 a medley soup of unfortunate, unfortunate elements. One of them on the site in the scientific community, one of them is that is the indoctrination that I mentioned earlier, this just accepting, essentially giving vaccines the benefit of the doubt that is not afforded to other medications. So that's a piece of it. Another piece is essentially political buy-in. And, you know, I, I personally, I get it. People can have whatever political beliefs they want. But one of the challenges with political buy-in is that it can create blind spots. And that was definitely a factor for a lot of my, a lot of my colleagues. I mean, so profound, right? Before the pandemic, a lot of the same people who, were, who are now saying, everyone should take these boosters were before the pandemic saying, you know, we're, this is happening really fast and we should be careful. There can be unexpected outcomes, some of which we won't see until the long term. literally the same people. And of course, the element that was different was Trump. You know, when Trump was, was the head of the country and, and, and overseeing these, this vaccine development, then it was all risk. And now that he's out of the way and now you've got Democrats in the White House who are trying to create a narrative that everyone should believe in and buy in, then it's it's all about the benefits. So that's another piece, too. And but I don't think that's all. I think that for many people who have felt that this is a spiritual, a spiritual struggle, there's also a feeling that some of the forces that have pushed this pandemic essentially have a sinister origin in terms of spiritually. And that's a fact, I mean, that is true. And you know, there are lots of different examples for how one can, uh, how one can intuit that. But you, know, you look at some of the things, right? The separation of people from their loved ones when they were say dying in the hospital, really? You know, 
like that's a God-given right to be able to say goodbye to people you love. That's not something that that's that someone gets to tell you you don't get to do because it puts you at too much risk. That's that's totally nonsense. It's anti-human, and it's it's spiritually corrupt. And is it is an example of that. And not only that, but essentially every attempt where that is that has been made to to remove people's ability to control their what's happening with their bodies in terms of their ability to breathe, you know, with the masks or the mandating of new vaccines or their restrictions from being able to move outside their home or keep their business open. All of that stuff is anti-human. And that certainly has a the root of that is sinister. You can't be aligned with God and and go around pushing policies like that. It's, it's impossible because it's literally anti-human. Hey, man, I, I couldn't agree with you more, doctor. Uh, we're going to go to break real quick. And when we get back on the other side, I want to ask you about your extraordinary new book. Uh, folks, stay with us. We're going to be right back after these quick messages with Dr. Joe Latipo. Are you concerned about your child's education? Are you considering removing your children from the failing public schools? Greater Than I Ministries can help by giving you 15% off our Thinking Like a Christian Biblical Worldview video series and a free home educator's kit as a bonus for your purchase. This powerful video series will thoroughly equip you and your family with the truth that you need to fight the battle of ideas warring against our families. And our free home educator's kit will instantly connect you with the resources you need to take control of your child's education. Just go to gtimin.com and click the Buy Now button at the top. Choose the DVD or the streaming version. Then enter the promo code NEWMAN at the checkout for your 15% discount. That's gtimin.com. Click the Buy Now button at the top. Choose the format you wish and enter the promo code NEWMAN at the checkout to receive our free Home Educator's Kit and 15% off our Thinking Like a Christian Worldview video series. You'll be glad you did. Art. Passion. Visual adventure. Value. Investment. Visit us at CoralGablesArtGallery.com or call 786-284-2249. It's open enrollment and Insurance Professionals USA is here with new health care plans starting at $0 per month for you and your family. We've got you covered. Save time and money at our convenient health care facilities with doctors, specialists, pediatricians, pharmacists, and lab services. Qualify also for dental, vision, prescription, life, and disability plans, all under one roof. Enroll now. Don't delay. It's your life. Call 844-900-4880 now to enroll. Visit www.ensprousa-schmidt.com for more information. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to bring you my biggest bedding sale ever, just in time for Christmas. Get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases, only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. We even have blankets for your pets. 
Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All at the biggest discounts ever. I know my bedding products are perfect for you, and I'm extending my money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen, use your promo code, and you'll get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding products, including my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Welcome back to the Sentinel Report. I'm Alex Newman, your host, and uh, thank you for staying with us over the break. With us is Dr. Joe Latipo. He is the Surgeon General for my wonderful state, the state of Florida. And uh, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people here in this state who appreciate our Surgeon General and our governor so much for uh, for holding back some of the really outrageous policies, uh, in my view, that were coming down from the national level. And they were even being implemented around the world with, under recommendations from the World Health Organization. Uh, Dr. Latipo, uh, thanks for staying with us. Uh, I want to talk about your book. It's called uh, Transcend Fear, A Blueprint for Mindful Leadership in Public Health. Uh, you know, I, I'm uh, of the opinion that fear is not a good emotion for us to be feeling. In fact, the Bible says that uh, God didn't send us that. God tells us multiple times, fear not. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why so many people made bad decisions during this pandemic. But talk about it. How do you transcend fear and how can that help produce better public health policies? Yeah, no, well, you're, you're right. Fear is not, it's not a, it's not an emotion that, that helps us or I don't know where it comes from in terms of, you know, obviously love is, is a God aligned emotion. Freedom is a, is a God aligned state and, and, you know, selflessness, um, lots of positive things that are aligned with God, but fear really really is is something different and in in the book i talk about my own journey in terms of how i was able to transcend fear and i i describe how i had a traumatic experience as a little boy um, unfortunately sexual abuse from a from a babysitter that essentially put my heart in a state of fright as something even more severe than than fear and and I, I, I lived my life thinking that was normal. It affected, of course, everything in my life. I wasn't conscious to that because that's how these things work when something affects our being. And we think that that's normal, but it, it isn't normal. And for me, it showed up as basically a state of fear, literally living a life riddled with fear and an inability to authentically emotionally connect with other other human beings and my turning point came when i accidentally literally accidentally fell in love with my wife over the phone we had met on a plane and i was going back up to med school in boston and she was going back to california but we talked the whole time on our flight and and so we exchange information when when we landed in newark and we both had connecting flights to different places and i ended up falling in love with her and my problems came to the surface because that's what happens with love and i was forced to deal with them in order to keep her and and eventually i worked with a guy that that helped me get rid of to really separate to transcend fear Many people, I think, think that it is something that happens up here, but it's it's not at all. It's actually 
it's actually the, the experience for me was it, it's an it's an experience that actually happens in your body these things were stored in my body and i worked with a guy named christopher maher who you know just gifted by god to use methods from chinese meridian theory and chinese medicine to help people get their chi flowing wild stuff that i didn't think even existed but i worked with him and through a lot of physical activities actually a lot of them which were initially very painful physically was able to free up a lot of the blocks that were in my body from different emotions that i've been carrying around so i i, I described that journey for me and and that's how it happened for me and you know and i was very happy to share that because that's i wouldn't be in this I wouldn't be in my position now in Florida. Uh, my family and I wouldn't be here if, if that hadn't happened because I would have been unable to do the things that I did. Yeah. And, and, you know, as I understand from your book, this is something that uh, really benefited you in so many ways. I mean, you were working, I guess, at a hospital in L.A. during the, the, the beginning, the height of the craziness, the paranoia, the panic around the pandemic. And yet you were able to stay calm and composed and kind of look at this from the outside. Talk a little bit about that. How did you stay calm when everybody else was panicking, when the media was telling us that, uh, you know, doom was here? How did you manage to just stay calm and composed and look at this objectively? Yeah, totally. Right. And that's exactly what happened. You know, the people, the sky was falling and and people were behaving in a way that reflected the there. So many people working in the hospital. I was working at UCLA Ronald Reagan Hospital during the week that Governor Newsom shut down the state, actually. And I, I took care of some patients with COVID during that week. So many people were were working from a place of fear. I mean, there were the, I mean, it was, it was remarkable, really, the degree to which pure fear penetrated the, the hearts and the beings of people and how that showed up in, in hospital policies that were changing daily and how uncomfortable people felt taking care of some of these patients, which is not to say there was risk involved with it, but there's you being terrified not only doesn't change the risk that you face but it also handicaps your ability to respond to your environment and the challenges that you're facing so it's a it's a double whammy when people uh, when people are afraid fortunately for me the work that i did with christopher maher was in december of 2019 so I was fresh off this work, and so I was able to be in an environment where people, I mean, literally there was terror coursing through so many people in the hospital, especially hospital leadership. And by the way, it's not, for the most part, it's not terror of the virus. It's terror of failure or terror of appearing incompetent or terror of being judged for making mistakes like that was the that was the program that people were running in leadership positions but thanks to the work that i had done i was able to be in that environment and still stay within myself so i was grateful for that and it basically allowed everything else that happened that eventually led me to it led me to become the surgeon general thanks to governor DeSantis. 
Yeah, and, and I'm so thankful for that. And I know many, many other people here in our state are as well. I want to turn a little bit to the future now. Uh, you know, the, the World Health Organization, of course, is working on amendments to the international health regulations. They're now negotiating an international pandemic treaty. Um, we've also got a lot of uh, research is being done around the world on the effects of these mRNA vaccines. You know, now the Republican Congress is about to take over. They're talking about doing some investigations, some oversight on Fauci. How do you think we move forward from here? And how do we protect uh, not just Florida, but other states as well? How do we protect from having the, what happened over the last two years happen again? Uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's simply unacceptable. Is there a way to make sure that our state and, and other states are protected from that? And are you um, are you satisfied with what's being done to kind of look back and examine, you know, the the health effects, the, the follow up research? Of course, this is new technology that has not been studied over the long term. Where do we go from here? You know, I'm, I'm with you. And sadly, I think we still are in a place where where essentially the population could be taken advantage of again with one of these fear games. And where do we go if we want to avoid that kind of thing happening in the future? The path is not an easy one, but it's it is certainly worthwhile a millionfold. And that path involves leaders working to address the you know the the personal stuff that made them so vulnerable to fear in the first place because it doesn't go away you know it, it doesn't go away the experience people the experience of the pandemic people who have had that experience they've even felt manipulated more and more people are waking up to that to the fact that Things were misrepresented, like how well the masks worked, you know, how safe the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines were, whether it was okay to keep kids out of school. I mean, I think more and more people are definitely aware that they were misled. But the things that allowed you to be misled, you know, that allowed you to be vulnerable to someone running this fear game, this fear hustle on you, it's still in you unless you get it out of you. So my my hope and something I advocate for is for individuals to do the work because as more people do the work to address whatever it is that's the root cause of their fear and separate from that, they shine more the next time there's an emergency and they inspire more people around them. And when you have that happening, it's hard to take advantage of an entire population with a fear tactic. So that's my hope. I hope that people will, I hope that it's one of the reasons why I wrote the book, frankly, because again, it's not something that happens up here. Like this isn't where it happens. Fear is something that's it's in the body and helping people separate from that, from their relationship with their fears, their anxieties, their you know their self-doubts their shame all this that stuff helping people get more connected with that in a way that allows them to get free of those things that's a path forward to freedom from all of the nonsense yeah absolutely and uh, of course ron DeSantis has announced that he is appointing you again so you'll be with him for the second term and uh, I'm, I'm very pleased 
to know that. And I'm very pleased uh, to be here in Florida. Um, we've only got a couple minutes left, but I do want to ask you, what are your plans for uh, the second term? Um, are you guys going to be doing more of this research? I mean, some of the data that you talked about in, in that uh, press release that the Department of Health put out uh, was, I think, really shocking to a lot of people. It's not what we were told we were going to see from the media, from the pharmaceutical companies. Uh, what do you have planned for this second term? Is there anything that you can share publicly before we let you go? Sure. I, I can't share a whole lot publicly, but I'm, we're definitely doing some more investigations of safety. And by the way, all the people complaining about the studies, do your own studies. What's stopping you from doing them? But no, 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 no. We don't want to do those studies because we don't want the answers to those questions. And, and there have been some safety studies that have been done. I, I, I should, I'm, I'm over speaking a little bit, but you know, considering how hard these vaccines have been pushed, there obviously should be more safety evaluation. Can someone please ask the CDC, how long exactly do the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines stay in your body? Because you know, this is another thing. Initially, people were told that, that they're, they're only there briefly, but then you have studies that are published that show lymph nodes that still have it, still contain it 60 days later, you know, two months later. So... So we are going to be doing more safety studies because they, they have to be done. I mean, it's very important. The studies that have already been done, they don't get much attention from the media when the news is bad. But these vaccines are profoundly more unsafe than any vaccines that are widely used in the United States. These are these are just they're they're really a different product in terms of their safety profile. And we're going to be doing more work there. We obviously have a lot of a broad public health portfolio from everything from healthy moms to childhood nutrition to weight loss and smoking cessation. And we'll be continuing that. I love that stuff. Cardiovascular health is that's that's an area that's really important to me. But we'll also be working on on issues related to, to COVID-19. Fantastic. And uh, best place to get your book, Dr. Latipo, is that just go to Amazon.com? Yeah, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, yeah, you can any major retailer. Fantastic. Hey, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for all that you're doing. Best of luck to you in your second term and God bless you, sir. Hey, thank you very much. God bless you too. All righty, folks. That was Dr. Joe Latipo, Florida Surgeon General. Um, really a, an incredibly courageous man to go against all of the the kind of the herd, if you will. Everybody's running in one direction, and he and uh, our governor, Ron DeSantis, are just standing there and standing firm. Uh, and the voters just uh, rewarded that. In fact, uh, Ron DeSantis uh, just dominated in this latest election, 60-40. Um, you know, we were supposed to have a red wave nationally. We didn't, but we did have a massive red wave here in Florida, proving that uh, not only was it the right thing to do, it was also very politically popular here in the Sunshine State. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, folks. Go get a copy of that book um, and maybe get one for your policymakers. Maybe your own state surgeon general could benefit from reading uh, the, the very insightful uh, and well thought out work of uh, Florida Surgeon General. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Alex Newman. This is the Sentinel Report. Until next time, God bless you all. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited.